Good morning from Summit Responsible Solutions Studios. Welcome back to the second hour of Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins, and I'm a horticulturist, landscape designer, garden author, and I love to help people with their gardening questions. So you can give us a call, one 455 2967 or if you're in uh, not able to call in and you want to text, you can text us at 23680. I had, uh, let's see, I had a lovely call uh, regarding um, the uh, pinks. What type of, uh, of um, bath pinks mm-hmm. is my favorite? Bath pinks, Sweet Williams, and also to um, uh, the Fire Witch series variety. Oh, yeah. Fire Witch has got a lovely gray leaf. And it has beautiful pink flowers, and they're just lovely. So uh, Fire Witch, Sweet Williams, Bath Pink will do well in Tallahassee. Okay, those are our perennials. They'll grow lovely in Zone uh, 8B, and uh, they're deer-resistant. So if you're looking for uh, a little uh, flowering uh, perennial for your garden, for bordering the garden, the Dianthus and the Pinks and the Sweet Williams will do really well. But I love Fire Witch. And Bath's Pink. So those are really good ones. So uh, I am looking forward to that. Uh, also, too, I uh, want to remind everyone um, that we have Dr. Gary Bachman coming up. And he is going to be talking to us about an insect we need to be looking out for that's springing out right now. And so uh, now we take the time to bring in our favorite singer, John Denver. For the dirty word of the day. And I mentioned it in the first hour. On plein air. On plein air is French for outdoors. Um, it can be done as in painting outdoors. This method contrasts with studio painting or academic rules that might create a predetermined look. The theory of Ein plein air painting is credited to Pierre Henri de Valenciennes. In the 17th, he was born in the 18th century and lived to be in the 19th century. In 1800, he developed the concept of landscape portraiture by which the artist paints directly onto a canvas within the landscape. It enabled the artist to better capture the changing details of weather and light. The invention of portable canvases and easels allowed the practice to develop particularly in France. And in the early 1830s, the Barbizon School of Painting in Natural Light was highly influential. Among the most prominent features of this school were its tonal qualities, color, loose brushwork, and softness of form. These were variants that were particularly relevant to the mid-19th century Hudson River School and to Impressionism. In the 1860s, four young painters, Claude Monet, Pierre-Auguste Renoir, and Alfred Sisley and Frederick Bazille, met while studying under the academic artist Charles Glayer. They discovered they shared an interest in painting landscape and contemporary life. So much of their work was done outdoors in the diffuse light of a large white umbrella. So Claude Monet was an avid on-plein air artist who, de- who deduced that to seize the closeness and likeness of an outside setting at a specific moment, one had to be outside to do so rather than just paint. An outside, uh, um, paint an outside setting in the studio. If you want to read my dirty word of the day each week, along with what to do in your landscape, Teresa's design tips, articles, and more on betterlawns.com. And uh, on Pline Air, painting is what you will see at the Nerling Gardens Art and Stroll, the Caladiums Canvas and Coffee Morning Stroll on April 23rd. That's going to be amazing. Amazing. I know. I'm looking so much forward to it. So let's go to, oh, so Gary is here with us. Wonderful. He's going to be here. Let's bring him in now. I want to bring him in now, please. Good morning, Gary. I'm bringing you on early. How are you? Good morning, Teresa. I'm fantastic here. Gary, we were talking this morning uh, about gardening in the shade area. Sure. What, What kind of vegetables do you use when you have a shady area? If I was going to grow in a shady area, I would grow more kind of the, the leafy type vegetables. I, I wouldn't grow anything that's going to produce a fruit 
because there's just isn't enough light for, for those plants, you know, to, to generate, you know, a, a good crop. Right. And so the lettuces, they do fine. Lettuces, arugula, they will do fine in, in morning sun and afternoon shade. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, until, until we get into the really hot weather. But, but right now, yeah, you know, those are great choices for the shade. I want to tell everybody, this is Dr. Gary Bachman. He is an extension and research professor of horticulture at the Mississippi State University. He's also the host and executive producer of Southern Garden videos. They're wonderful videos. And you have live Ask Me, que- Ask Me a Question segment. And you're also the yeah. author of the new Southern Gardening book. So, Gary, that, that's, it's doing wonderful. It really is. And I... To tell you the truth, I'm shocked because I didn't really know what was going to happen with this, but it, it has been wonderfully received. Well, that's wonderful news to hear, too. So it's I was delighted by it. It made me excited because the book has so many different plants in it that uh, I hadn't thought about or didn't even know about that will do sure. well here in Florida. So I am very pleased to have you on. We're going to go to a break in just a minute, but tell us what you're growing okay. in your garden right now. Right now, I'm getting ready. This weekend, I'm going to put tomatoes out. Um, I've got kale still going. I've got an onion crop going. And so we're just trying to get into that transition into the warm season right now. Right. Thank you so much. Hang on, Gary. We'll be right back with you. You're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens from the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios. If it's Saturday morning, you're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network. Hi, Darcy the Cow here for Black Cow, the mature manure. Planting a sustainable vegetable garden helps to protect the environment, and there's nothing like knowing where your vegetables came from. Black Cow is a natural fertilizer with 10 times more nutrients than garden soil. Everything grows better with Black Cow, you know. That's blackcowkow.com. Black Cow, the mature manure, Black Cow. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. We may disagree a lot. We do agree Rural King's our favorite place for spring planning. Yeah, but we've got to focus. Roses, a couple flats of impatience, and a spade. A shovel? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking tiller. Uh, We do not need a tiller. Wait, a mower. Those new zero turns are sweet. Focus. Roses, mulch, shovel, impatience. Jeez, talk about impatient. Can I help you? Yeah, Yeah, chainsaws. Let's go. I'm almost done mowing this section. Ridiculous. Life happens. Getting married, moving, new baby, loss of health insurance. If you've had a life-changing event, you may qualify for a special enrollment period in the health insurance marketplace. Visit healthcare.gov and see if you qualify. Need help? A navigator from Covering Florida can help you through the process and find the best plan for you and your family. Visit coveringflorida.org or call 877-813-9115 to make an appointment. Assistance is always free and confidential. Drugs and alcohol have real effects on your ability to drive. In fact, last year, more than 800 people died in impaired driving crashes in Florida. DUIs are costly and you will lose your license. You may even face jail time. DUIs will stay on your record for 75 years. Driving while impaired has real consequences. Impairment is no illusion. Never drive impaired. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Have fungus gnats invaded your potted plants? 
Control these pests with BTI, the active ingredient in Summit Responsible Solutions, Mosquito Bits. This naturally occurring bacterium kills mosquito larvae, and it also kills fungus gnat larvae in potting soil. Just follow the easy instructions on the label. Mosquito Bits are harmless to people, plants, and wildlife. Summit Mosquito Bits are available at garden centers, hardware stores, and at SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins, and I'm a horticulturist, landscape designer, garden author, and with me right now is one of my favorite people. It is He is Dr. Gary Bachman. He is Extension Research Professor at the Mississippi State University, and he is the host and executive producer of Southern Gardening and the author of Southern Gardening. So, Gary, recently we just had those storms go through. Any damage in your area? Um, Teresa, on the coast, no, it, it kind of petered out. Upstate, we had quite a bit of damage from several tornadoes that touched down. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that. And so the, are tornadoes common in Mississippi during the springtime for you? Absolutely. We, we have actually, there's a tornado alley here that runs like from Jackson, Mississippi, up to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, that has actually more tornadoes than the Midwest, which you think of traditionally as Tornado Alley. Wow, I did not know that. Um, so it, the joy of spring, we have spring bulbs, new leaves flushing out, and lots of birds and butterflies, yep. but then also we have our pest problems coming up. So one of them is the Asian ambrosia beetle. So tell us about right. it. Well, it, it's a boring, the Asian um, ambrosia beetle is a boring insect that typically will go after trees and plants that are under stress. But we're seeing more and more that the, we see um, activity on healthy trees in our landscapes. So, so why are they called ambrosia beetles? Because I'm thinking of ambrosia as the nectar of the gods and a delicious dessert. And why, why oh. are they called ambrosia beetles? You want to know something, but that's a great question um, when you pose that to me. And I've been doing some research on it, and it seems to be kind of maybe a pathologist and entomologist were having um, some fun with us with naming this. <laughs> and it's just there's a, a symbiotic relationship between these boring beetles and ambrosia fungi. Wow. So that's, there is something like that's called ambrosia fungi. Right. And, and it's not a particular fung, fung, fungus, it's a group. Oh. And that, that, that's as close as to what I could find as why it's called ambrosia beetle. Well, how did they get here? So tell, tell, did we import them? Yes, they're, they're an imported pest. It, it appears that they came in originally in Charleston, South Carolina, as, you know, as wood material. And it's hard to tell if we have these beetles in the wood because they're they've bored into the wood. And so, you know, we just didn't know. And since then, they've gone nationwide. Wow. Well, they were first discovered in 2005, and they're the vector for laurel leaf wilt. So right. t tell us what a vector is and what, what it, what's happening with laurel leaf wilt. Well, what happens, the vector is... The, the, um, the insects, the ambrosia beetle, they bore into the, the wood of a tree or, you know, trunks of a tree. And as they're boring in, 
they're depositing the the fungal spores into the um, into the um, tree, and as the as the fungus starts to grow within that tree, it plugs up the xylem, which blocks the water flow, and all of a sudden we have this, these wilt diseases, laurel wilt. Um, they really are attracted to um, plants in the Lauraceae family. So what kind of trees would that be? Um, typically, um, we're, we're seeing, you know, like sassafras, persia, magnolia, but we also see the ambrosia beetles in dogwoods, crepe myrtles, um, um, sycamores, even there's reports of it in oaks. So it's not a really specific um, group of plants. It's kind of an insect uh, that's looking for an easy opportunity. Wow. And so uh, the laurel leaf wilt, so is that still a, a very um, big problem in the South? Absolutely. We, we don't see it every year. I mean, you know, it, it, come, it comes and goes, ebbs and flows. But we were concerned with it here on, on the Mississippi coast because the, um, the um, laurel wilt affects sassafras, which is what we make gumbo filet, the oh. thickening agent in gumbo out of sassafras leaves. Oh, my goodness. That's, oh, my goodness. That would affect Mississippi. And so it would affect, <laughs> it would affect uh, the New Orleans and the Mardi Gras. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so you see how serious it is for us. <laughs> I can just imagine. <laughs> so now you mentioned stress trees, but will it affect uh, ambrosia beetles? Will they attack a healthy tree? Yeah, we, we, we see um, healthy trees be, being attacked. And we'll always, we'll always get um, questions from homeowners where they see like these little toothpicks sticking out of the tree. And that's a sure sign that we have ambrosia beetles because it's an indication of them boring into the tree, and these toothpicks are the frass that's expelled as they bore. So, so if they're looking at a trunk of a tree and they see a little uh, kind of toothpick-like uh, woody uh, um, tip coming out of the tree, right. then, then they right. will. Now, will it kill the tree? Not necessarily. If, if there's a heavy infestation, yes. If you just see a few. Um, most of the time, the, the trees will survive that. But the heavy investations, yeah, that's, a, that's an indication that there's some trouble there. Okay, so what should homeowners do if they notice it? If you notice it, of course, call Extension and we can give, give them some advice. Um, the thing is, once we see the toothpicks, we really can't treat the tree because the, the um, ambrosia beetles are protected within the tree. We can't get the insecticides there. So it's, it's almost one of these situations if we want to be proactive and we have some trees where we've seen activity in the past, we can do preventative sprays on the trunks with a product like bifenthrin or permethrin are um, two good products to choose. Okay, would systemics help? Systemics don't help. I haven't seen any research because I was looking for that also this morning and don't see anything on um, on systemics yet. Okay, so pyrethrum and pyrethrum. Okay, th that's what they should look. Right. So where can homeowners find out more information about Asian beetles? Well, of course, Extension, Mississippi State Extension has a pretty good publication um, that I can send you the link to. Um, University of Florida has a fantastic pub on um, on, and on ambrosia beetles. So, I mean, the, the University Extension is really the place to go. Wonderful. So uh, for anyone who missed your wonderful visit here in the studios, uh, response, Summit fun. Response, we had a great time, didn't we? Yeah. Yes, we did. And so you just published your first book for gardeners from zones, what would you say, 7 through 12? 7 through 12. It's Southern Gardening All Year Long is based on my experience in Mississippi, but it's applicable to all of the Deep South. Wonderful. So how can listeners find your book? You can find it um, on Amazon or at the University of Mississippi Press. And if anybody wants a signed copy, all they have to do is drop me a note and we can make that happen. That's wonderful. Now, you also do these wonderful Ask Me a Question videos. Where can yeah. people find that? The, the videos that we do for Southern Gardening, 
You can, the easiest place is the Southern Gardening Facebook page. Okay. And so it's just Southern Gardening. They just go to Facebook and just search for Southern Gardening and you pop up Dr. Gary Bachman. And then right. you, you will then. So how often do you do the videos? The um, Ask Me Anythings, we started doing that in response to COVID. We do those once a month. But the, but then my wife, Katie, and I, we do daily daily dose of hort videos, which is me gardening in my yard, showing folks that I'm just a regular gardener, just like everybody else, with tips and tricks. You do, and I, I love watching them because you're out in your shorts and your long sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> what, those are your, your skin. Um, what do they protect you from um, the sun? Right, yeah. They, I, I wear sleeves, fun sleeves. And it's just, you know, dealing with skin cancer after being, you know, my whole life out in the sun doing what we love in the garden. And um, so, yeah, so that's something I do for protection now. Well, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Gary, and helping me with the Ambrosia Beetle. So that's the Asian Ambrosia Beetle, and you can check it out at uh, any uh, university extension in the South. We'll have publications on right. it in, for your state or zone. I certainly do appreciate right. it. What are you cooking today? Um, tell you the truth, it may be kind of a chopped day. Just open the fridge up, grab some things, and see what we can make. That's You're- the best. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And in and, and your Facebook page, you always I'm always hungry after watch, uh, reading your page. So thank you so well, much. Give Katie a big hug for us. I'll do it. Listen, Teresa, great talking to you. Um, and we'll do this again. Oh, hopefully uh, soon. Thank you so much. Okay, see ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Dr. Gary Bachman, and he is with uh, the Mississippi State University Extension. And he's just delightful, and he is uh, just wonderful for, uh, you know, getting your gardening questions answered. So it's good. Can we go real quick, Lizzie, to Rick in Vera Beach? Good morning, Rick. Hello there. How are you doing this morning? I am doing great. Okay, a uh, question for you and a tip. Okay. Quick and easy. Okay. I use uh, coffee filters in the bottom of my three and four inch pots. Okay. Keep the dirt in. Oh, that's a good that's a good use for them, a great way to do it. Yeah. It, Are they it, used it or new? Contact. Excuse me? Are they used or new? New. New, Okay. Yeah, new ones, you stick them down in because they're already formed in that shape. They go right to the bottom, put the dirt on, no dirt comes out, and it contacts with the water. I've got, I don't know, 30, 40 of them running around that I have cuttings and stuff in. And whenever I transplant up from my little starter packs, I get plenty of water in the bottom, bottom watering, and they're fantastic. And they last a full year. Wow, that's a good good use. Then they break down. So, I mean, what the heck, you know? Wonderful. Better than gravel or anything else. No, you don't. You shouldn't put gravel in it. Do you? Um, do you have a question about your pineapple? No, it's a pineapple sage. Oh, a pineapple sage. Okay, what's your question? How long do those things go before they start to blossom? Well, that's a really good question. Lizzie's telling me we got to go to a hard break, Rick. So I'm going to answer your question in this next segment. So you'll have to stay tuned and listen. Thank you so much. Thank you to Gary Bachman, my good friend. You can find his Southern Gardening videos on YouTube and his books on Amazon and bookstores everywhere. So it's a perfect time to call or text your gardening question. Just dial one 45 lawns or you can text me at 23680. I'm Teresa Watkins from the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios. You're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your 
your family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800 That's 800-398-0651. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't and publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4542 802-341-4542 Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? Going through a divorce? Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 800-432-3916. 800-432-3916. That's 800-432-3916. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. I want to give a big thank you to all our new listeners. We, are, I, you, I get your emails, and I so appreciate it. And you can also follow us on Facebook, and that's Better Lawns uh, BLG Radio on Facebook page. And you can let me know you're listening to there, and you can like us on Facebook. 
So uh, you can also let your friends know. Tell them to call in with their gardening questions so I can help them too. Let's go back to Rick in Vera Beach. Rick, are you with me? Hello, I'm still here. Okay, wonderful. Okay, so now what was your question again about pineapple sage? I've got pineapple sage growing out in one of my flower beds. Okay. And it's right now probably two feet wide and three feet high. Okay. Going like crazy. It's just growing everywhere. Now I find out after six months after I planted it that it's a mint. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. But. I've gotten conflicting information. Some say it blooms in the fall. Some say it blooms in the spring. Uh, I don't know if, you know, do I have to cut it back? Is it after it goes? I don't know. Okay. Well, it normally blooms in late summer and fall. Okay. So you've had it in six months. Was it blooming when you got it? What kind, What size pot did you get? No, no, no. It's just a little a little from Bonnie Plants, a little guy over at the box store. Okay, that's fine then. Okay, so it will probably bloom for you later on this summer. And so are, are you fertilizing it? Um, I was, but then when I realized how fast it was growing, I'm like, no, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's, that's fine. And so if it's, is it in the ground or in a pot? In the ground. In the ground. Okay, so it should be fine. If you wanted to add a little bit of slow-release blooming fertilizer to it, you know, in in a month or so, that's going to be fine, and that'll encourage it to bloom. It'll give it what it needs to bloom. But you should start seeing blooms pop up right around June, July, August. June, July, August. Okay. Okay. All righty. I'll just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, let me know. Uh, so, because I'm going to be waiting with bated breath that your your pineapple sage is going to start to bloom. Yeah, I mean, because I've seen the the flowers online and the hummingbird magnet. They online. are. Yeah, there's one woman in California has one time she had like 30 hummingbirds on one plant. I'm like, whoa, that, okay. That's amazing. So I don't know if you'll see hummingbirds on them. Depends on where you are in Vero Beach. Do you have a lot of woods around you? No, I'm in Vieira. Oh, you're in Vieira. Okay, so are, I, yeah. the question's still the same. Do you have a lot of woods around you? I don't have a lot of woods, but I do have a pond out back, which is bordering a nature preserve. Okay, so you possibly will see hummingbirds then. I I think that's uh, quite a good chance. So call us and, and let yeah, us know. When they come through? Yes. Well, they'll come through, but there's, there's always some hummingbirds that stay in the area. They don't migrate. So you may possibly see them, and they'll be attracted to the red flower of the pineapple sage. So uh, let me know. Okay, will do. Thank you, Rick. Bye-bye. Let's go to Jerry in Davenport. Hi, Jerry. How can I help you? Hi, good morning. Um, I've got a robinina palm, and on the trunk, one of the trunks, it's got like a fungus or mold looking on it, and I was wondering what I can do about it. Okay, so it's, it's, uh, how many heads does it have, one or two? Uh, two. Two. Okay, and how did it do in the freeze this winter? Uh, how did it do in the, in the wintertime? Did it do okay? Yeah, I did okay. The, the branches and everything look good. Now, okay. Right now, I must say, some of the branches are looking kind of bad now. Okay. Uh, that's what I was thinking, that during the wintertime when Robolinis get, you know, winter damage, they start to get fungal issues, and that could be what you're seeing. So um, I would spray it with a fungicide. It's not going to keep it, uh, you know, it's not going um, to take, take out the fungus that you have now, but it's going to help keep it from getting more. So um, how often do you fertilize it? Uh, about twice a year. Okay, well, it needs a little bit more than that because it you know, needs fertilizer on a regular basis. So you want to use a yeah. palm fertilizer that has manganese and magnesium in it too as well. Um, so I would just keep an eye on it, watch it, spray it with a fungicide, and uh, just you know, pray that it's going to survive. Okay, and spray right on the trunk, not the base or what? No, it doesn't need the – well, spray the whole plant, the top of the plant, the apical tip, you know, right in the center. Spray that okay. and the top of the plant. That's what you need to spray. All right? Okay. And just keep All your right. fingers crossed. Thank it you. may have gotten some winter damage, and that's that's typical for palm trees after a winter, uh, a winter season, if they've gotten frozen at all, okay. that they get a little bit of fungal right. issues. Okay? Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Let's go to Roy and Windermere. Good morning, Roy. How are you? 
morning, Lizzie. I'm doing good. Not Lizzie. I already talked to Lizzie. You already <laughs> talked to Lizzie. You've got Teresa. <laughs> hey, Teresa. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. It's going to be a beautiful day. I'm going to be out at the Florida Wildflower and Garden Festival in DeLand. I'm going to be speaking and along with Tom McCubbin. So we're going to have a wonderful day. Huh. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, my questions are, I hope you have a great day. Thank you. Uh, I got uh, like one section of knockout roses, and one section of them, they're not, I mean, they're, they didn't die, but they're not as healthy as the other part is, you know, the others. Uh-huh. And the other one is I got a, uh, a magnolia tree that's not doing too good either. It looks a little sick. Okay. So let's take the knockout roses first. And uh, are they in full sun? Mostly, yeah. Mostly. What does mostly mean? Like late morning sun, late afternoon sun. Okay, that's fine. It's, if it's getting afternoon sun, that's good. Um, and so uh, how often do you fertilize it? I try to do about every, every month. Okay, that's good. Uh, and did you cut it back after the wintertime, or you haven't cut it back yet? I Cut it back, not real hard, but I cut it back, yes. When? Uh, about two, three weeks ago. Okay. And so is this the new growth that's coming out that doesn't look good or the old growth? The old growth. Okay. So um, you may just want to just uh, cut that back a little bit too as well. Um, but there's also issues with knockout roses having nutritional deficiencies. And so you want to um, – I would just check to make sure that the fertilizer you're using – has the minor nutrients in it. And then also, too, if you want to just take a photograph of it before you cut it back, the, 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 the uh, sick part, uh, uh -huh. and email it to me so I can look at it and see what's going on. I may be able to deduce more if I see it. Okay. Okay, so, but it sounds like nutritional deficiencies. By minor nutrients, you mean like a 10-10-10 or a... Uh... Well, that's the that's a macronutrient. So the minor nutrients are items like your copper, your zinc, your boron, your manganese, uh, those kind of things. Okay, can you hang on, Roy, and I'll take your magnolia question when I come back? Okay, great. Okay, wonderful. We're going to take a break right now. It's a perfect time to call or text your gardening question because we've got another segment for you. You can get right in there. Just dial one triple eight four five lawns or you can text me at 23680. I'm Teresa Watkins from the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios. You're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network. Looking to make your garden fresh and new this spring? Quality Green Specialists in DeLand has what you're looking for. Fancy shrubs, large trees like magnolias and hollies, beautiful flowers like supertunias and azaleas, olives, citrus, peaches, blueberries, vegetables and herbs too. Enjoy gardening at its best. Select from our quality fertilizers and organics like azomite. Great plants, sustainable products. Friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue, DeLand and online at qualitygreenspecialist.com. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline Travel Hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. Kids are amazing, and at Florida Kid Care, we think their health care should be amazing too. That's why millions of Florida's kids from birth through the end of age 18 get their health and dental insurance for free or at a low cost, and your child can too. Apply today at floridakidcare.org or 1-888-540-KIDS. That's 1-888-540-5437. When it comes to taking care of your acreage, don't mess around. Toro Zero Turn Mowers cut big yards down to size in less time. So you can spend more time hunting, fishing, or just enjoying the day. Built with comfort-enhancing, productivity-boosting features like My Ride Suspension that take the ache out of acreage. Massive rear-drive tires for ultimate traction and ultra-durable iron-forged cutting decks you can rely on for years to come. Bowl through anything that dares get in your way. Toro count on it. Visit Toro.com slash zero turn to find yours. Before we left the hospital, my daughter received her newborn hearing screening. 
It only took a couple of minutes and it was a painless test. When our son was born, the doctors tested his heart and found out his blood oxygen levels were low. As a dad, nothing is more important than your child's health. It was that initial screening that led to her early identification of hearing loss. And as a result, we found out about our baby's rare condition, which allowed us to review treatment options quickly. Go to floridanewbornscreening.com to learn more. Have fungus gnats invaded your potted plants? Control these pests with BTI, the active ingredient in Summit Responsible Solutions, Mosquito Bits. This naturally occurring bacterium kills mosquito larvae, and it also kills fungus gnat larvae in potting soil. Just follow the easy instructions on the label. Mosquito Bits are harmless to people, plants, and wildlife. Summit Mosquito Bits are available at garden centers, hardware stores, and at SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins. You still have time for your phone call on gardening, one 455 2967 or you can text me at 23680. And if you go to our Facebook page, which is BLG Radio or Better Lawns and Gardens, and give us a five-star rating, Lizzie and I would be so happy. Stupendous. That would be great. So we're talking with Roy in Windermere. And Roy has a question about a magnolia that I didn't get to. So, Roy, real quickly, what's your, yeah. going on with your magnolia? It's, you know, it's, it's probably, I don't know, 17, 18 years old, uh-huh. pretty tall. And it, it just doesn't get all the leaves and blossoms like it used to. Okay. And um, is it in full sun? It's in uh, mostly morning sun. Morning, morning sun. Early afternoon, yeah. Right. Okay. That could be a little bit of the issue that it's tall it's tall enough that it should be able to get more sun. They are a total full sun plant. And uh-huh. so how often do you fertilize it? About the same thing, about once a month, maybe a little less. Okay, and do you use an acidic fertilizer? Uh, I use like a 12-12-12 or a 10-10-10. Okay, I would switch to an acidic fertilizer like a Spoma uh, acid fertilizer or one for azaleas. Okay, Um, because Uh they like acidic fertilizer and your pH of your soil may not be enough to give it all the nutrition it needs. Okay, okay. I'll give it a try. There you go. All right, Roy, thank you so much for calling in. I hope you have a great weekend. You too. Thank you. All right. Let's go through these text messages real quick because they're interesting. Um, Short shrift for John Denver today. I'm so sorry. Lizzie, we got to remind me that we have to listen to the whole song one time. <laughs> I like that. It's like, oh, we hate John Denver. And then it's like, yay, we didn't get to listen to him. And it's like, please play him again. <laughs> so we will play a John Denver longer next time. Okay. And so uh, the next text message is, I have a devil's backbone plant. It has no leaves, only long ropey stems. How do I get leaves? I want you to cut it down to the ground and let it flush back out again. Do not worry. It's going to recover, and it'll send up all new uh, stems. It's just gotten a little bit leggy, and so you can go ahead and uh, cut it back. I will say. I like that. Yeah, very easy. Just cut it back, and everything you cut off, you can stick in the ground, and it'll grow. So you can make little pieces of it and, and have more if you're really in love with the devil's backbone. Okay, and so the next text message is, I have an orchid in the west window. They've had it since December, and it's been in bloom ever since. It now has lost all its blooms except for two, which appear to be dying off. And the stem with the flowers on top has little buds on it, about one half inch, I don't know what that, half up, and close to the top. 
I was told to cut the tall stem off and it will come back to bloom. My concern is a little tip sprouting on a stem. Do I cut it off? No, do not cut it off. Those that stem is going to rebloom again. So do not do that. Okay. Now you cut off the stems of the orchids that have bloomed. If they start to turn brown and woody and you know, you don't see those little uh, buds emerging. Okay. But if you see the little buds emerging, don't cut it off. It's going to bloom again. All right. So good question. I'm glad I caught you in time. All right. So the next text message is in my East Black Holly. I have a pineapple looking invader growing in it. Lizzie, this is Pineapple Day. Uh, actually, Pineapple Day is June 27th. But okay, what well, we're got, prepping. They're prepping, okay, because we've had pineapple sage and pineapples growing pineapples. And now we have a pineapple looking invader uh, growing in the East Black Holly. What is it? Should I treat it to eliminate it? Well, I'm going to tell you from my point of view, I'm very excited about it because that is a Tillandsia. And Tillandsias are part of the Bromeliad family. They're airborne. Epi- are there, uh, the spores are airborne and they're epiphytes. They don't need roots. They get their nutrition and their water from the air and the surrounding bark that they're attached to. And I love them. I don't mind them. Uh, that's what you see growing in seashells. They, they, when, you, when you buy a seashell little uh, arrangement and it has the tillandsia in it uh, that looks like a little pineapple uh, type of plant, those are what's growing in the tree. Now, if you have hundreds of them, then, um, you know, you might want to pull some of them off. Okay. But if you have one or two, no big whoop. Okay. You can just leave it there. All right. No need to eliminate it. They cost a lot of money when you buy them at the nurseries. Okay. And so the next text message is, which ratio of Osmocote slow release do I recommend? Osmocote, uh, it depends on what you're using. I don't mind the ratio, but maybe the type of Osmocote you buy. So if you want to have the blooming, uh, you want more blooms, then I would buy the blooming uh, Osmocote. And then if you're just regular houseplants or your shrubs and trees, then just buy the regular one. Okay, so the ratio I'm, I'm not too mindful of right now. Just buy the blooming or the regular. Let's go to Al in Tampa, who has been so nice and patient. Al, how can I help you? Good morning. Good morning. I have a question to ask you. I fertilized the whole lawn. It's a floor tent, St. Augustine, last Monday. Okay. And, you know, there is some weeds in primarily in the back and the side. Is it okay, like uh, Monday, to use atrazine uh, in the areas where I feel maybe the Scott's bonuses? turf uh weed feed uh even though i put that down last monday is it harmful to a week later uh go where i think it should be the atrazine or i have to wait longer okay so are you sure you got complete coverage when you applied it but i applied the bonus s yes. yes okay then no don't apply an extra uh uh atrazine application no i would wait See what happens. Uh, it's going to take two to three weeks for you to see any kind of a uh, real control. And then I would come back and, you know, I don't necessarily know if you should use it anymore. Okay. So if you put down a complete coverage, that should be good for this springtime. And then the next time you would use it would be in the fall. Okay. And, okay. And, I don't want you that- to overapply atrazine. Okay. So don't do it. Right, right. Is in in as far as uh, I have fungus, I have dry, and I have the bottle of uh, that you hook to your hose to spray. Uh-huh. Is it usable as a preventative? I have no fungus anywhere now, but every, for the last four years, in the spring, you would then start seeing the brown patches. It, do you wait until you find some come up or use it? like in April, as a preventative. Okay, so Al, here's here's what I want to say is, what time of the day do you irrigate? Uh, in, in the morning, around 6 a.m., all the zones are used. I have the, reclaimed water. That's wonderful. Okay, so that's a perfect time, but we still get fungal issues uh, because we get so much rain. So I would apply it uh, sometime in late April and May. Go ahead and put the fungicide down then. And then okay. in the summertime, you can put down another application midsummer and put it down again. If you're getting fungal issues, that's very smart. You're doing everything right. Okay. 
All right. Okay. Thank you. you have a good day. You too, Al. Don't 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 spray any more atrazine. Okay. Got him. Okay, super. We caught him just in time. Let's go to David in Daytona Beach. Good morning, David. How can I help you? Hi. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning. Your knowledge of horticulture is amazing. Oh, thank you. Show. Thank you. Five years ago, I moved beachside. Um, I, I planted a row of stately queen palms across the back lot line for some privacy issues. But the, the middle palm, and they're 10 to 12 inches in diameter, um, the middle palm, which was the most stately, is now becoming a 14-foot stump. And I don't know. I really don't know why because it was thriving, and now it's shrinking rapidly. Right. Okay. And so do you get your palm trees cut by a palm company, or a lawn maintenance company? I do not. They're at the manageable height that I could still take okay. care of. Okay. We're seeing a lot of palm diseases right now, and we have been for about three to four years in the uh, the Phoenix Palms and in the Queen Palms, the Syringa uh, Palms. And so uh, it could have just be susceptible to that, and you're just going to, I hate to say it, but you might start losing them. Uh, are, are you fertilizing on a regular basis? Um. No, not really. Okay, that's the best prevention. I would start fertilizing with a palm fertilizer on a, you know, quarterly basis and make sure because a healthy palm can, you know, stave off those, uh, you know, they're not as susceptible to the diseases, okay? So I would start doing that. Um, But uh, I, I took this last week four pictures of 10 different homes of palm trees, uh, you know, that were dying. And these were the Canary Island date palms and the queen palms, and they are just dying in Florida. So you want to keep them as healthy as possible. All right. Yeah. Is the uh, palm fertilizer compatible with the flower beds around them? Sure. Sure. Fertilizer's fertilizer. I just would not over fertilize your beds then. Right. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, it's discerning that uh, such a beautiful tree. And I don't know how to save it. So I know. It, it, it's sad. I'm so sorry, David. Thank you. All right. And so I have a real quick question. I have two text messages that if I don't get to it on the air because I've only got one minute, I'll answer them uh, to you. So just hang on there. So um, I have five forest pansy red bud trees, and they did not flower and do not a lot of blubs, buds. Do you think I have a problem? We live in St. Mark's, Florida, North Florida. You shouldn't have a problem. Uh, I want you to fertilize, though. I want to thank Angela Withers for inviting us all to the Art and Stroll Caladium's Canvas and Coffee at the historic Nurling Gardens. Get your tickets soon. Thank you also to my dear friend, Dr. Gary Bachman, for helping us on the Asian uh, Ambrosia Beetle. Come and see Tom McCubbin and I at the Florida Wildflower and Garden Festival today. Tom is talking at 10, and I will be talking at noon. And thank you also to Summit Responsible Solutions, Environmentally Responsible Pest Controls. It's always my recommendation to use their products. Lizzie, thank you so much. Big thank you. We've got to run. I'm Teresa Watkins, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. 